0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Welcome to the Big Daily Blend, everybody. Today we are celebrating roses. February 7th typically is Rose Day. And this is all just before, you know, a week before Valentine's Day, when people start to think about giving roses so that you don't have to do it just on Valentine's Day. And you also don't have to give America's national flower. Yes, that's right. The rose is our national flower uh, to those that you love romantically. Of course, red roses. Now that is the color of true love. It's a color of passion. And it really does give the message, hey, baby, I love you. Now, if you want to give maybe a friend some roses, uh, yellow roses are a good idea. Um, uh, Yellow roses represent friendship, optimism, uh, joy, power. So maybe it's a colleague you're going to give these roses to and also cheer. So if someone is in the hospital, you may want to think about giving them some yellow roses or even pink roses. Pink roses um, are also symbols of gratefulness, gentleness, appreciation and admiration. Now, white roses are the color for purity and peace. We know about the dove and the white rose. So um, that may be something if you're reconciling with a friend, a loved one, a family member, um, that may be one to do. It also represents innocence with the purity and loyalty. So that is usually the rose you see at weddings or even engagement parties. So white, yellow, pink, and red, but the orange one Well, that's a naughty rose. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That might be something, um, well, you look that up. (laughs) I didn't make it up. But orange roses are um, kind of the naughty rose, but they are beautiful, right? Um, The tea rose is, I think, one of my favorites, um, And that is also a symbol of peace uh, going back into the world wars. So that's a whole other story that we'll get onto on another day. But today is really about giving roses. So this whole week, let's look at giving roses to friends, loved ones, colleagues, and just adding some cheer into the world and letting people we know um, that we love, that we love them. Some other ways of showing love and care is to create a music playlist. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for some uh, rose-themed music, so you can listen on Spotify or YouTube, so check that out. And speaking of links in the show notes, there's also recipes and cooking. You know, our national flowers is also edible, so we've got uh, two recipes that are rose-themed that are linked in the show notes. We've got... um. One is from Ruth Milstein, who's on our show every third Sunday, and she has a recipe for edible flowers and rose petal jam. How cool is that? And then Ruth Andrus, she is an innkeeper of Leonard at Logan House, a bed and breakfast in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And when we stayed there, she made these amazing apple roses she used apples and turned them into roses and it is a delicious sweet and very impressive treat so that link is also in there you know as nancy and i travel the country on our love your parks tour uh, we visited uh, many rose gardens uh, many gardens with rose gardens like botanical gardens so we've also listed in the show notes some destinations also from other travel writers like travel writer debbie stone I went to the Chicago Botanical Gardens. Uh, Jean Reed Park in Tucson, Arizona, has a beautiful rose garden. San Benito County in Central California, also in Central California, uh, no, San Benito County has gardens all over and roses everywhere. But in Central California, in just outside Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks, is Woodlake Botanical Garden, and they have tons of rose plants. I mean, it's just amazing. So I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Some of them have videos. Some of them have articles and interviews. And speaking of um, destinations, another thing that comes to mind is uh, some of the bed and breakfasts that we've been to on our tour um, are rose themed. So Rosevine Inn in Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas is also a rose capital. It is, they have an amazing rose garden there to visit. Um, Tyler, Texas is in East Texas. It's a beautiful historic destination with beautiful lakes, a wonderful state park. Um, And we stayed at the Rosevine Inn. I highly recommend it they have great food great company beautiful garden as well and um, of course the rose vine inn named after the gardens that are just down the road from their bed and breakfast so link uh, link to them with their interview and uh, write up about them it's also in the show notes along with the lion and the rose bed and breakfast yesterday we aired our latest episode of adventures in Asheville show with them we do this every first tuesday Stephen, Karen, Wilson uh, become very good friends, and we see them every time we go to North Carolina. And um, they do have roses, yes, in their garden. In fact, they have a certified um, wildlife habitat. Uh, so it is a beautiful destination, a Victorian manor in the heart of the Montford Historic District in Asheville, North Carolina. So links with them so you can hear more about uh, their beautiful property and also their name, the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast. Okay, also wait, you know what, there's, um, I'm going to put some links in from Glenn Burrows over in England. He's written uh, stories about um, just the amazing beautiful gardens in England um, with these castles and you know, manors, very historic estates. So I'll put that link in there as well. Uh, Glenn owns norfolk tours in england he's on our shows all the time every uh fourth uh, saturday you can hear him here on big blend radio but speaking of interviews um we are going to go into the vault the big blend vault as we travel the country like i said we go to these gardens and two are very significant that we're going to uh re-air and in fact i think even when we were this was these two interviews Are over 10 years old, so you know things may change. Uh, People and places change, so um, same people may not be there. Anything can change up a little bit, but you're going to get the gist of these two very, very special gardens. The first one is Amanda Figlio. Uh, We met her when we went to the American Rose Society Gardens. Um, They have the Gardens of the American Rose Center, and um, this is for the Rose Society, America's, I mean, this is really celebrating the rose being America's, you know, flower. And this is uh, a destination in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport, Louisiana is also part of the Jefferson Highway. We didn't know that when we went there, but they are. And the Jefferson Highway runs from Winnipeg, Canada, all the way down to New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. And it was started in 1915 to promote tourism uh, between, well, through North Carolina. It was one of our very first vacation routes. In fact, it's older, Then Route 66, it's also going through a whole revival. So we do a show every fourth Thursday dedicated to the Jefferson Highway. And I think it's very appropriate that we re-air this interview, even though it's a little old, just so you can hear about the gardens, how many roses they have. I think they have over 60,000 rose bushes. No joke. They've gone through some trial and tribulations because of hurricanes and things like that. But um, it is definitely a destination if you're doing this historic highway. And also this year is a big deal because in April, uh, the uh, conference for the Jefferson Highway Association, which everyone is invited to, will be taking place in Alexandria, Louisiana, which is just down the road from the Rose Garden. We first found out about the Rose Garden when we were in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Natchitoches is also on the historic Jefferson Highway. In fact, our friend Arlene is the one who got us involved in this jefferson highway project and now it's like a giant rabbit hole for us we love it and um Natchitoches is part of this sociability caravan where people go like basically a road trip together through these parts of Louisiana uh, to the conference. So the Rose Garden is definitely something to check out if you're doing this. And if you're not going to the conference, definitely go anyway. So check that out. Go to jeffersonhighway.org to learn more about the Jefferson Highway and um, this tour. But um, this is just an incredible destination. And also go to natchitoches.com that's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O C-H-E-S Natchitoches.com It's home to the Cane River Creole uh, National Historical Park The Cane River National Heritage Area uh, Is part of the El Camino Real de los Tejas National Historic Trail Obviously the Jefferson Highway In fact they have Their own park And they have Beautiful roses Everywhere too So go to Nacogdoches And eat a meat pie Okay, so the other interview we're going to re-air again over 10 years ago uh, is with Dorothy Devere. Her family owns what is known as Tombstone's Shady Lady. This happens to be the world's largest rose rose bush, and it spans over 9,000 square feet. It's a lady banksia, and it is tall. It is massive. It is actually held up. The trunk is 18 feet in circumference. Standing under it is amazing. We visited in summer. I think we did that with both places, actually. Yeah, it was in the middle of summer. Um, Tombstone, Arizona. You know, it's the old, the OK Corral, um, and the old west shootouts happened out there. And um, it's a very historic town in southeast Arizona. We encourage going there. It's fun. Uh, But this rose tree is absolutely incredible. It's part of the Ripley's Believe It or Not list. And so uh, check it out. Uh, We've also got the links for both of these places in the show notes. So thank you for tuning in. We wish you all a happy Rose Day. Don't forget, check the show notes, uh, whether you're listening on YouTube or Spotify or Apple uh, or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. And uh, thank you for joining us. Happy Rose Day and happy Valentine's Day week as well. Hey Nancy, we are exploring off the beaten path, really. We're right near the El Camino National Historical Trail. Um also near the Cane River National Historical Park in Nacogdoches, but today we're actually in Shreveport at the American Rose Center where you're going to find some amazing roses. It's beautiful here. Oh, it is. It's like a forest with roses in it. I know. It's like yeah, English it's a English park. And, yeah. It is a I park. Like it's it. a theme park. It's a park. <laughs> and We're also here with Amanda Filio. And Amanda, this is an incredible garden. I mean, is this the largest rose garden?
1: It is. We are actually the largest um, garden in America dedicated solely to roses.
0: to so, How many roses
1: do you think we've seen today? <laughs> um, well, you have seen more than 20,000 rose bushes today. Wow. Wow. I'm feeling it. It's a little warm out. <laughs> <laughs> it is warm and humid.
0: It's beautiful though. There's uh, you know, we saw a lot of knockouts, which I think a lot of people are familiar with. They are. But a lot of different varieties, like Winchester Cathedral. It's one of my favorites. And then you had New Dawn.
1: Yes, we have New Dawn blooming. We also had Lady Banks climbing. She wasn't in bloom today, but she was gorgeous anyway. And then what was the one rose you were telling us about that? Is it the Peggy Martin? Peggy Martin, yes. She is a survivor. She actually survived Katrina, the hurricane. Wow. Now, I heard that
0: some of your roses survived a tornado.
1: We did. We had a tornado a little over a year ago, and um, it was an F1, I believe. Came directly through the gardens. Some roses were damaged and destroyed. We replaced them, but a lot of the others are coming back. They, You know, roses are very hardy plants, Mm -hmm. and they are surviving.
0: And how, how did the center itself handle everything?
1: Um, you know, we are still rebuilding. We had to replace some structures, some roofs and things, and we did have hailstorms come in after and do a little bit more damage. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> you know, Mother yeah. Nature is fickle, but we are rebuilding and we really want the community to know that we're, we're trying, we're working. Mm-hmm. We only have so much manpower, but mm-hmm. we're getting there. So their support to come visit. I mean, it's beautiful anyway, regardless. Yes, I mean, it's a great so, just green space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then plus the added benefit of roses blooming. And you've so.
0: got picnic benches so people can come hang out. Yes, and yeah. we have
1: a playground for children, you know, swing, set, slide. It's cool. And you've got water features, mm-hmm. sundials everywhere.
0: You've even Schultures. got- Yeah, and you've got a church.
1: We do. Well, we have a little chapel, the Hartner mm-hmm. Chapel, where people can get married.
0: Uh, I can see this would be a beautiful place to get married. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, we offer indoor and outdoor weddings, also large receptions. Um, you can even have your you know, your parties for your office out here or your meetings. I think, you
0: know, anybody getting married that is a rose lever, I don't care where you live in the world, you should just come here and do it. Just say okay. I do. <laughs> I think this is a good place for a gentleman to take his bride-to-be. Here to propose, right?
1: We actually, you know, I have a great story. We do Christmas in Roseland every year, and we had a couple come out, and he planned it in advance, called us, told us he wanted to do this. He came and proposed to his fiance during Christmas in Roseland. It was beautiful. We actually had two proposals that night. We had a Marine who was in town proposed to his girlfriend as well that night. See this is a spot for that.
0: Just saying and Valentine's Day's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not really. It's hot now, but I mean I just think it, yes. my mind's already ahead of coming back here. You know, just on the on the tour we did with you, Amanda Nancy and I've already decided to come back to Shreveport. And everyone, in Shreveport is in the northwest corner of Louisiana, right? Yes. In the northwest. Correct. I just drive and you know, hopefully get to where we're supposed to go. <laughs> just, but it is it's a beautiful area. Um, I don't think people who have never been to Louisiana will expect the hill country and to mm-hmm. see so many pine trees. I think that's something, when, you, when we talk to friends that were, hey, we're in Louisiana now, they're like, are you just sitting out in swamps and gator land? And I'm like, well, we've seen some swamps and bayous. Yeah, we've seen some gators. But there's a lot of water and the trees out here are incredible.
1: We do, we have a lot of forest land around and we also have lakes, not swamps. We have some large lakes out here and we say so, um, boating, fishing, mm-hmm. Sports you have paradise. incredible bird life. Mm-hmm. If anybody
0: yeah. out there that is is a birder that hasn't been here, mm-hmm. you're missing out. Big time. i got to give a big shout out on on this to Chris and Teresa over on Rose Chat Radio. And Chris, the redneck rosarian (laughs) out in Alabama, but he said, oh, you're in Louisiana. You've got to go to the Rose Center. And this is called the Rose Center for a reason, because this is part of the American Rose Society. Or this this is the headquarters, right?
1: Yes, we are the headquarters. um, And we have been here for 40 years in Shreveport and how old is the society the society was created in 1892 wow wow so if you want to do the math on that no no i'm (laughs) wow but we um we were started in washington dc then we were offered gardens in hershey pennsylvania we then later moved to columbus ohio Mm -hmm. part of their gardens and then a delegation from shreveport came to the society and said you know we have this land and we really want you to come down and be a part of this report community and so they donated 118 acres to the american rose society was a and, beautiful spot for it yes mm-hmm. and so that was the first time we had ever owned land as a society so now we have our headquarters and 60 acres of the of the land is dedicated to gardens
0: that's awesome. Now you also have trial gardens here, which is the first thing we went out and looked with you. Is mm-hmm. these are trial gardens, and it's um, not for nurseries as such. We've been to a lot of trial gardens that are actual nurseries, but not necessarily. These are people growing or hybridizing. Yeah. I was like, they're making their own roses.
1: They are. They're yes. making their own roses. Um, these are amateur hybridizers, actually. So they, you know, might be someone in their backyard hybridizing some roses, and they send them here to test. Mm-hmm. So, we do a two-year trial um, for amateur hybridizers, and we also do a three-year trial for minis. So,
0: wow, amazing. So, it's, it takes mm-hmm. time to actually get these.
1: Yes, and we have master gardeners and consulting rosarians mm-hmm. come up um, periodically during the year and they rate the roses and go through and have this whole evaluation that we do for these amateur hybridizers.
0: So, they're looking for plants that are maybe more pest resistant and more fragrant possibly what are the criteria
1: they really look for bloom the -hmm. bloom how many times it blooms how well the Mm -hmm. flower blooms you know just the form the whole Mm -hmm. shape of the plant itself they look for disease resistance Um, you know if it needs too much work it might not win an award so and they really look at the color too You know, it might open Mm -hmm. as a color and then fade to another one. So that might make it interesting. Mm. And then fragrance is always a plus. Now, you also have an area that's for tea roses, right? We, well, for hybrid teas. We did the Easy Tea hybrid tea trials with the do you have t-shirts with this (laughs) we do not that's a good idea i need to do a t-shirt line (laughs) um but we actually worked with lsu ag center oh and they did the trials for easy tea hybrid teas um hybrid teas are the flowers you see at the florist everyone wants that perfect bloom yeah and they're harder to grow and so we did a trial (laughs) to see you know okay what hybrid teas can just anyone grow Mm. so these are very disease resistant roses Hmm. that are hybrid teas
0: So when people come here, you can go on your own walk and and explore on your own, or can someone go on an actual tour with someone to kind of guide them around like you did with us?
1: Yes, we offer, it is a walking tour, you can do a walking tour, you can have a guided walking tour which we do charge for, or you can do a cart tour, it's seat seven and we can take you around, drive you around cool. the gardens, give you tours. Fun. This is, you know, and the
0: rose is our American flower. And, you know, that's the one thing, you know, we are talking to Chris about that over on Rose Chat Radio, um, we, he's been airing our, our interviews as well he's he started this on us going across the country with roses or <laughs> in national parks but it's like hey well you know the roses are an American flower so we've mm-hmm. been doing interviews on roses and um, him and Teresa over in Rose Chat have been nice and airing those as well but you know you just don't think you're gonna go to the actual society without someone knocking on the head go and do it how did the rose actually Become the like the American flower, the national flower, yeah. Then the
1: national floral emblem. Mm. Um, the some members and the president of the society went to the president at the time and said, Hey, you know, we want the rose it's to like, really dude. be the emblem. And I mean, <laughs> they they did, they made it happen, they had it signed in as wow. the national floral emblem
0: so if you want to be a really good patriot you must come to yes, the rose center Yes, you must. i would think everybody should come mm-hmm. here especially the members you know or people who are growing roses in your garden come out here mm-hmm. have a look and go back and you'll want to buy more roses well, this- <laughs> what i like is you know you think of the societies and that's something i just didn't understand until we mm-hmm. count here it's like oh you actually have this whole garden that you get to go and explore a lot of times you have your non-profits and you're getting things in the mail and that's it so how many members do you have in the society itself because I think they should all come here
1: oh my goodness I I can't give you a number off the top of my head um I mean, we have thousands of members. Thousands. And they're around the world? Yes, around the world, uh-huh. mainly in the United States. With our, you know, we have about 300 mm-hmm. local societies wow. that are affiliated with the American mm, Rose Society. A lot of people. We have, you know, members in England and Australia because we are part of the World Federation of Rose Societies as mm-hmm. well. So we do, we have, and a lot of Canadian members.
0: Oh, very cool. So this is definitely a destination for all rose lovers, garden lovers, bird lovers, just, just flower, travelers to come and learn. lovers. Yeah. You know? So. And and for kids, too. You know, do you do any events um, throughout the year that, you know, I know you were talking about Christmas. Do mm-hmm. you do any events throughout the year that even kids can come and learn a little bit?
1: Yes. Actually, I mean, we do, we have Easter. Mm-hmm. We bring kids out and do Easter egg hunts in the rose gardens. Cool. Um, we offer ghouls in the gardens. Come dress ghouls. up. Yes, cool. for Halloween, have fun with the roses. And you have that little train. Yes, we have a train, the Roseland Express, so you can ride the train. Cool. And also at Christmas, you can take photos with Santa. Cool. Yeah.
0: And now you were talking about bug houses. They're doing some kind of thing with bug houses.
1: Yes, we have a Green Thumb seminar. We hold it about four times a year. Mm. And so the last seminar we had was bug hotels. So it was the good, the bad, and the ugly on bugs talking about Uh-oh. beneficial insects nice and so having a bug hotel in your garden or you know even mm-hmm. in a large garden having a couple of them will attract all sorts of insects but beneficials will you know get rid of the bad insects then you have beneficials to pollinate your garden mm-hmm. so it's a win-win and you get more birds more birds that's cool that's one thing you have a lot of here
0: too it's the birds of cardinals we were looking at those and Mm -hmm. so that's uh, to me you've got a nice balance for people to learn about when they come out here so how do people keep in touch with the society and even learn about coming to the gardens what's the best website
1: um ars.org or rose.org okay they they both take you to our website we also have a facebook page we are on twitter we're on pinterest you know we're get rosy Rosie media <laughs> yes you know if you go to rose.org we link to mm-hmm. all of our social media mm-hmm. sites so we do have information on the American Rose Society and on the gardens of the American Rose Center
0: well cool Excellent. we can't wait to come back I think it's gonna be in your convention time right
1: hopefully that is October 15th through 19th it is roses in the piney woods it'll be held in Tyler yes. Texas
0: That'd which is only fun. an
1: hour from you right it is it's only an hour from the so gardens. we need to go there yes you need to go there (laughs) especially during the Texas Rose Festival which has a parade and they have a Rose Queen it's all about roses and then you know during our convention we're actually going to come back to Shreveport for our 40th anniversary barbecue bash
0: hey barbecue it's all and good, is barbecue and roses. <laughs> One last thing: people coming into Shreveport that may not have ever been here before. Um, do you have any nearby airports? Where you know what? I want to talk about what the visitor experience is here because you were mm-hmm. also talking about a riverfront, which we yes. haven't done yet.
1: Yes, you know we are probably only five minutes from the airport. We are. We do have a. We're a major mm. hub, and you okay. know it only takes twenty-five minutes to fly from Dallas. So if you oh, want to wow. connect through really? Dallas, we're just a hop, skip, and mm. jump from Dallas. So you can come in and I-20 comes -hmm. through Shreveport, that's a major corridor of the south. And so we're on one end in about 15 minutes. You can be downtown at our riverfront where actually we had an artist, the city had an artist come in and build these amazing roses in metal that light up on the riverfront. So that's something to see.
0: It's a rosy city. It sounds like it. We need to go to the Riverfront. Okay. Let's go there now. Let's go. <laughs> there's, there's casinos, I heard.
1: There are. We have Riverboat Casinos. With Uh-oh. roses on
0: them. I just don't know. We need a rose game. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Sounds like Bloody Mary time to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. So you just heard our interview over at the Rose Garden or the Rose Society Gardens uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, That interview, as well as our upcoming interview, not only are there from our Big Blend Radio Vault and our Love Your Parks tour, but we also uh, shared these interviews with our friends over at Rose Chat. Uh, So I encourage you to check them out. Type in Rose Chat. It's a fantastic podcast all about roses. are standing under the world's largest rose tree and I believe it is a Lady Banksia rose tree and we're going to learn more because we have Dorothy Devere, who's the owner of the museum here as well as the rose tree Dorothy it's good to have you on with us
2: thank you very much it's nice to be here
0: <laughs> Nancy it is really nice and shady here being in tombstone in the summer Well, I have never seen a rose tree like this. Look at the branches of trunk. It's all interwoven. It's huge. And you said, Dorothy, how large is this rose tree?
2: It covers over 9,000 square feet, and it's supported by iron trellises and wooden poles. And the trunk is about 16 feet in circumference round.
0: Wow, and we are, you, you've got a museum on the site as well, but it's actually, it actually was a home, right? Exactly,
2: yes, it was a home until 1964. From 1916, actually, it was a boarding house, but the family grew up here, and then eventually the borders disappeared with the loss of the county seat. That was the big thing because of our proximity to the courthouse. The people would come for uh, court hearings and so forth, and they would stay here. It was called the Cochise House in those days.
0: Now, I'm going to tell listeners for Rose Chat Radio, we're not getting shot. This is not a drive-by shooting. <laughs> and it's not Fourth of July. We are in Tombstone, and they do have gunfights. Is that what? Those are the gunfights. No, those right so are
2: the street. gunfights on the street, oh, cool. Yes. That's for sure.
0: We've got roses and pistols here. (laughs) So this being a house, let's talk about how the rose tree actually got here.
2: Well, um, in 1885, a woman by the name of uh, Amelia Adamson owned the Cochise House. And one of her boarders was a lady named Mary G., who had uh, married the superintendent of the Old Guard Mine. He had been in London buying um, turbines for the mine, and they met, had a whirlwind romance, and he brought her here. And they were building a house, and while the house was being built, they lived here. And she and Amelia became good friends. And during this time, her family in Scotland sent her a trunk full of rose cuttings, um, other shrubberies, and so forth, and she gave this particular one, to Amelia, and they planted it right here in this section of ground in 1885, and obviously, it found a good home.
0: <laughs> now, it also ended up on the world's Guinness or the the world's list of
2: largest trees on the Guinness Book of Records. Yes, it's in the Guinness Book of Records as the largest rose bush in the world. And, and the way we got the name, reason we changed the name from Cochise House. Uh, to the rose tree is that Robert Ripley stayed here in 1938 and he was just so impressed with this rose bush and he uh, told my uh, husband's grandmother that he just thought it was the biggest he'd ever seen and so he wrote in his Believe It or Not column about the rose tree. And, of course, the grandparents thought, gee, we've got an unusual rose bush here. And they changed the name of the boarding house to the Rose Tree Inn.
0: Wow. So we've got the Rose Tree Inn. Okay. And you've got the Ripley's Believe It or Not, the Guinness Book of Records. Now I've got to ask, what about America's Rose Society? Have they recognized this rose?
2: Yes. We're in their, in one of their books. We have a copy of it at uh, in our little shop there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about the upkeep of this huge tree.
0: Does it take a lot?
2: It does now. Um, Years ago, Tombstone did not have a sewer system. We all had septic tanks, and we had several septic systems here. And it's our belief that one of the reasons the tree did as well as it has done is that its roots were tapped in. In the 60s, everybody had to go on to the sewer system in town. But we still had two septic tanks in the far end of the yard. And the f- rows just kept going and going, and we never had to fertilize it. Never did anything to it except water it. All right, three years ago, we had a horrible frost, which is unusual here. It went down to below zero. And it was very hard on the lady here and uh, after that we had to start feeding her because she had no no resource to go to. And so we fertilize now with uh, a compound that's made up by our nursery in Tucson and we put it on every single month. What about watering? How often do you water? In the summer, from, uh, from May through uh, September, we water twice a week. And we just flood it with the garden hoses, this whole area, the whole under nine, you know, underneath here. And uh, we turn the hose on all night long, twice a, twice a week. Okay, and then what about do you have to prune it? Oh, absolutely. We start pruning in February, and it usually takes about six weeks to cut out all the dead wood. And we do this every year, and uh, we get truckloads full. Uh, it, it, it's it's just amazing. From standing here, you don't realize how thick it is and how far it goes out. And uh, so we do that every year.
0: So you prune from the belly up?
2: Yes, underneath. And we and and my husband helps this. Uh, we have a, a helper and the two of them get under here and they have, they wear safety glasses and they usually end up with a stiff neck. <laughs> I Can imagine, imagine. And Can you give us a, a, when it blooms, which you say is usually spring, April yes. for you, um, how many blossoms? I would say millions, Nancy. Wow. Uh, it, depending on the weather again, it can, it, we'll see the first blossoms come in March and if we have On warm March, uh, we'll have a lot of blossoms, but by mid-April, we have millions. When they start to fall, we use a snow shovel to shovel them up because it's just like walking in snow under here. Wow. Um, Amazing. You also have a festival and a parade, don't you? Yes, we do every April. We have a rose festival. And uh, we have a parade, uh, which is a great parade. And we usually have about 40, 45 entries. And um, we also, uh, all, all the people in town use roses. And the one criteria of the uh, parade entries is that you have to have roses. And um, they, we have horses, we have children. One of my favorites is a little old man who's dressed as an undertaker. He's pushing a wheelbarrow filled with roses, and his sign says, Pushing Up Roses in Tombstone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and that that's it, everybody. <laughs> that's the way to end an interview. <laughs> Thank you, Rose Chat Radio, for airing this special edition from our Big Blend Spirit of America tour. Um, we are here in Tombstone. We have visited Fort Fort Bowie National Historic Site, the Chiricahua National Monument, and tomorrow we're going to Coronado National Memorial, which is, I believe, just an hour or so outside of Tombstone. So Tombstone has three national parks, and it has the world's largest rose tree and gunfights and saloons like Big Nose Kate's. So you got to come out and come and visit out here, everybody in Roseland. Thanks so much, and to keep up with the information on the parade, the Rose Festival Parade, you can go to the Tombstone Chamber of Commerce website. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.